This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Despite the heavy snowfall Wednesday, at least 100 people are believed to have attended Rainbow Ridge Affordable Housing Development's open house in Manson's Hall. We were really happy with the turnout. Considering the weather, snow and the road conditions, we decided to go ahead with the event regardless because we had special guests, including Ian Scott, who was coming all the way from Victoria. He's our development consultant and was in Campbell River for other meetings. He made it to Cortez through the snow. The island roads were plowed and salted to help people, including me, get all the way from Squirrel Cove, as well as the Clahoose drummers who made it to the event to help open up the presentation. Said Sandra Wood, Executive Director of the Cortez Community Housing Society. We had an open house that went from three in the afternoon until six in the evening. We thought that would be a good time to get the parents who are picking up their kids from school. But even the school closed and had a snow day. I think a lot of people who walked over lived in the Manson's Landing area. And of course, are interested to know what's going to happen in their neighborhood. The roads were actually really well plowed and salted. So there were more people out there than we thought. Many of them sat through the five o'clock presentation as well. What kind of feedback did you get? Mostly really positive feedback. People really liked the new site plans, the drawings of the landscaping and the trail system. A lot of people really preferred this new layout, which is more a circle of townhomes around a village green. It has a more organic feel than our original plan of three or four years ago, which was much more linear oriented. People were excited that there's potentially as many as 24 homes in this new plan. Everybody thought it made sense the way that we pushed all the parking to the north edge of the property and had more of a walkable new neighborhood, more of a neighborhood that's not centered around cars. It's really centered around pedestrians and people being able to walk to their homes and for children to be able to play safely in the playground that will be part of that village commons inside Rainbow Ridge. I'm really excited that you can share as part of this story our new site plan and the new floor plans for the townhouses. So for anybody who was not at the open house, we had big blueprint size posters on the walls so people could really look at the interior layouts for the one, two, and three bedroom units and could really see it on a big scale, the organization of the townhomes in this new neighborhood cluster. So I think the pictures show it better than I can say in words. So I encourage you to share as many of those images as you can with this article. And eventually, we will also be sharing those images with our mailing list. So people who normally get our updates by email will be getting links to those images, which we will be posting on the CortezCommunityHousing.org website. You're kind of recreating uh, Manson's Landing as a walkable community with the trails and uh, the fact that they link into everything. That's exactly part of our vision, is to be able for people to really walk into Manson's Landing to do their shopping and to access services, or they can come on bicycle and be able to bicycle off of Beasley Road, off of Sudal Point Road, 
and actually use a trail network that I think will be a lot safer, especially in summertime when there's a lot of tourists, you know, driving maybe at higher speeds on our country roads. So having safer ways to walk and bike or ride your horse or take your children to school, I think those will be really great long-term public transportation options that we really want to make happen and really want Rainbow Ridge to become part of that solution as far as the walkable community. Did you hear any concerns? I think everybody has concerns on, are we going to be selected by BC Housing in the next funding round? When is BC Housing going to invite nonprofits and charities to apply again? Does that mean we have to wait another year or more? Because we obviously need this housing now. So that's a concern. The cost of construction keeps going up. Everybody's super aware of the inflation factor that will increase the cost of construction. The longer it takes for us to begin, the more expensive the project gets. So that's a concern. Also, having local labor available, because most of the skilled builders and contractors on the island are very well employed and very well engaged, trying to find enough people to help pull a project of this magnitude off is definitely a concern. So what's next? What's next is these designs and drawings will be going to our contractor, which is Kinetic Construction, to do an accurate budget. We want to have that budget done for early in the new year so that can become part of our application to BC Housing next year. Do you have to go back to the SOD at all? No, the Strathcona Regional District has approved the project. The only things that we're still waiting for are the Ministry of Transportation to approve the subdivision application, which we put in more than a year ago. They are involved in approving the stormwater management system as well as the road design. That's a major piece that we're hoping to hear about soon. We also applied for a water license over 18 months ago, and we still haven't had a response to that. So those are the two main government decisions that we're awaiting. Assuming that everything goes smoothly, what's the earliest that we can expect to see shovels in the ground? I know Ian Scott would have a different answer to this, but I would say... It all depends on when BC Housing is going to open their doors for another grant intake. If they did that early in the new year, and if Cortez was selected, then potentially we could have shovels in the ground in the fall of 2023 or the winter of 2023. However, Ian Scott feels like it's more likely that BC Housing will not open the intake until the summer or the fall of 2023, in which case the earliest possible start would be 2024. I'm hopeful because of the new premier, David Eby, who was the minister in charge of housing before he became the premier. And everything he's saying now that he stepped into this leadership role is that housing continues to be his number one focus. And I hope that means that we'll get more action and more money available for projects like ours that are so close to being shovel ready. I'm hoping it's 2023 as our start date. Two other items at the open house. 
Buddy Parker and Oliver Ellingson won the Lego guessing game. The Cortez Housing Society also had a fundraising drive for victims of the recent fire in the Clahoose village. Many of your listeners will know that the Clahoose village had a tragic fire just a week ago, and they lost three homes, which has resulted in four people being homeless. Of course, there's shelter elsewhere temporarily, but it's a huge loss of everything they owned. And as a result, we wanted to take the initiative of the Housing Society having this open house to also raise money for the victims of those fires. We've raised over $4,000 as of the open house on November the 30th, and we're going to keep the option open until the 15th for people who want to make donations, and they can do an e-transfer. The Cortez Housing Society set up a separate bank account for the Clahoose Fire Fund, and any e-transfers sent to Suzanne at FletcherFaciliation.com will be deposited in the account until December 15, 2022. We will get those funds to those people before Christmas. I think that's a really great way that the community can show their support and really help the Clahoose at a time of need. It's just so hard when we're so short of houses already, and then to lose three more buildings is so sad. The only good news is that there was no loss of life and that the fire department were able to save the Clahoose Health Center as well, which is obviously another really important asset to their community, to the entire Cortez community, because there are health practitioners who use those offices and the clinic. So thank you to the fire department and really great reminder how important fire hydrants are. The Clahoose Village is the only hydrant protected community on Cortez Island. An interim fire chief, Eli McKenty, said it was one of the main reasons they were able to suppress the fire quickly. There's very few communities that have access to hydrants, and I'm happy to say that Rainbow Ridge is planning to put in fire hydrants as part of our neighborhood design. Not only that, all of the townhouses will have an integrated interior sprinkler system to knock down any fires that start inside, like kitchen fires and things like that. So we're taking it really seriously to protect those future buildings. And it's a really good reminder how important that is to be prepared. You've been listening to an interview with Sandra Wood, Executive Director of the Cortez Community Housing Society, about the recent open house for Rainbow Ridge. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.